If you feel like your business is drowning in inefficiencies, it might be time to decode the problem and break it down by the numbers. Let's start with 37,000. That's the vast community of business owners who've embraced NetSuite. 25, that's the number of years that NetSuite has been revolutionizing financial workflows and accelerating success. Which brings us to one. NetSuite offers tailored solutions, all consolidated within one streamlined platform. Unlock the power of NetSuite today. Download our acclaimed KPI checklist for free. Just head to netsuite.com slash cbs. That's netsuite.com slash cbs. Tonight, the U.S. approaches nearly 4 million cases, as the CDC warns the number of infections could be much higher than reported. A new study finds people without symptoms or those who didn't seek medical attention could be silently spreading the virus. And the three simple things that could stop large outbreaks. Plus, what we're learning tonight about when the top vaccine candidates will be ready for use. New travel warning. More than half of the country now must quarantine when visiting New York. What you should know before you make the trip. China tries to steal vaccine research. The FBI puts out a wanted poster for two Chinese nationals charged with attempting to hack U.S. biotech firms. The link to China's government and what America is doing to protect our secrets. Campaign 2020, as the president resumes briefing the nation for the first time in three months, Democratic nominee Joe Biden slams his leadership. You know, he's quit on you and he's quit on this country. Mystery deepens. CBS News has learned the anti-feminist lawyer accused of ambushing a federal judge's home was also targeting another female judge and the possible link to another murder in California. The danger indoors. A new study warns air conditioning could spread the coronavirus. What you can do to stay safe this summer. And history on the diamond. A female coach who is truly in a league of her own. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. And as the U.S. approaches 4 million confirmed cases of coronavirus, tonight a stunning new report from the CDC suggests the number of Americans who've actually been infected is likely twice that number and could be significantly bigger. Government scientists now say antibody tests show the total number of infections may be 13 times higher in some parts of the country. Now that means millions of Americans may have been spreading the virus without even knowing it. Tonight, with the situation worsening nationwide, President Trump is dramatically changing his tone and strategy. After months of ignoring the severity of surge in cases across the South and West, tonight, for the first time, the president said the crisis will probably get worse before it gets better. And he called for Americans to wear masks and practice social distancing, even saying that he carries a mask and wears it sometimes. But the president's Democratic rival, Joe Biden, said today the president had quit on the country and rolled out a plan to help families pay to care for children and the elderly. And in yet another sign of just how valuable research to find a vaccine is, tonight the FBI says it is hunting for two hackers working for the Chinese government who tried to steal data from a American and European drug companies. There's a lot of reporting to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Medea Villarreal leads us off tonight from hard-hit Texas. Good evening, Medea. Good evening, Nora. The total number of cases here in Texas has increased by 33% over the last 10 days. In Dallas, they have roughly 4,000 kids involving 
that's cases involving children. And down south, things are so bad that they are sending a military medical unit in to try and help the situation. At hospitals in the Rio Grande Valley, state health officials say just 37 ICU beds are available. Hidalgo County is the epicenter. Unfortunately, you know, our hospital rooms look like war zones. County Judge Richard Cortez issued a shelter-at-home order late Monday, although Texas Governor Greg Abbott argues it's unenforceable. Why did you feel it was necessary to issue this order? Well, because my job is, is to take care of the public health. We brought in uh, a lot of refrigerated trailers to act as morgues, and, and their capacity is 50. Well, in the last eight days, we have an average of 22 people die per day. And while cities like Dallas and Houston are now seeing a decrease in positive cases and hospitalizations, statewide COVID-related deaths are up 33 percent. Across the country, just nine states are seeing a decline in cases or holding steady. Three of those, New York, New Jersey and Connecticut, are now asking visitors from 31 states to self-quarantine. This comes as new data from the CDC published today estimates COVID infections were as much as 13 times higher in parts of the country than actually reported. But the results found more people are still vulnerable to infection. Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John LaPook. What was interesting about this study is that even given the fact that so many people have likely had COVID-19 without having any symptoms or without having any diagnosis officially made, still it implies that the vast majority of Americans have still not been infected. And while a new study found effective social distancing with masks and hand washing could stop large outbreaks, big pharma companies continued their race toward a vaccine. Executives from AstraZeneca and Pfizer predicted millions of doses could be delivered by the end of the year. We have a line of sight and a clear uh, critical path to be able to deliver up to 100 million doses of commercial-scale uh, vaccine products in 2020 and up to 1.3 billion doses of our vaccine in 2021. Meanwhile, California just passed 400,000 COVID cases and the city of Los Angeles is bracing for the possibility of another stay-at-home order. Mireya Villarreal, CBS News, Dallas. I'm Manuel Bojorquez in Florida, where the debate over reopening schools continues. I understand many parents are against it. I get it. Tatiana Hernandez of Broward County says she can't stay home because of work, and her seven-year-old son, who is on the autism spectrum, is falling behind. He needs to be able to enjoy his peers, to be able to learn from his teacher instead of a screen. But are you concerned that he could bring home the virus or that he could bring it to a teacher? Everything is a risk. They all have to take at one point. It's not a risk the Florida Education Association is willing to take. Teachers are scared. We can be reckless with bars. We can be reckless with restaurants. We simply cannot be reckless uh, and endanger uh, our kids. The association is suing to stop the governor's order for schools to reopen five days a week next month. But cases keep rising in the state's nursing homes, up 153% among residents and 126% for staff since June. Today, Governor Ron DeSantis touted the state's COVID-only adult care centers intended to keep seniors from infecting each other. We cannot allow a contagious patient to be sent back into a long-term care facility. 
This afternoon, the governor said state emergency managers are in the process of deploying 1,400 nurses across the state. Here in Miami-Dade County, nearly 60 percent of hospitals reported having one or no adult ICU beds available. Nora. That's incredible. Mandy Bohorkas tonight in Miami. Thank you. The first votes in the 2020 presidential election will be cast in six weeks as absentee ballots are mailed in some states. And today, President Trump acknowledged voters will judge him on his leadership in the handling of the pandemic. That may explain why the president changed his tone today. After months of insisting that COVID-19 was in retreat, he said it will get worse before it gets better. CBS's Weijia Zhang is at the White House tonight. And Weijia, this is a change for the president. Nora, President Trump was certainly less combative as he stuck to the script and on message after some advisors implored him to show more leadership in combating COVID-19. The president admitted there would be tougher days ahead, but still insisted the virus will one day disappear. President Trump acknowledged tonight that the coronavirus is spreading and proving difficult to control. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. And unlike during the early months of the pandemic, the president asked Americans to take mitigation measures seriously. We're instead asking Americans to use masks, socially distance, and employ vigorous hygiene. It was a one-man show without a single doctor by his side. I was not invited up to this point. I'm assuming that I'm not going to be there. The president continues to receive criticism for offering mixed messages about what the task force is now pushing. Remedy that But just hours after Mr. Trump tweeted a picture of himself wearing a mask, calling it patriotic, he attended a fundraiser at his hotel in Washington without one and without social distancing. The White House press secretary was asked why not. The president is the most tested man in America. Um, he's tested more than anyone multiple times a day. Though the president contradicted her. I don't know of any time I've taken two tests in one day. Presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden wants to make testing widely available and free for everyone as part of the pandemic response plan he just released while taking a shot at the president. You know, he's quit on you. and He's quit on this country. But this election is not just about him. Biden cited press reports that President Trump doesn't want to be distracted by the pandemic. Doesn't want to be distracted by it. His own staff admits that Donald Trump fails the most important test of being an American president. The duty to care for you, for all of us. Tonight, President Trump is acknowledging that test results are taking too long to come back and said he would consider assigning more money to national testing if advisors expressed a need. But senior administration officials tell CBS News the White House does not think it will be necessary. Nora. Weijia Zhang tonight. Thank you. Today, we learned it's not just the Russians who are after secret research into COVID vaccines. The Justice Department accuses China of sponsoring hackers who are targeting biotech firms around the world. CBS's Jeff Begay is on why this could set back U.S. research. The FBI wants these two men, charged with allegedly working on behalf of Chinese intelligence, to target coronavirus research labs in the U.S. The defendants were targeting organizations which were of direct interest to the government of China. According to court papers, in January and February of this year, the hackers searched for vulnerabilities at a Maryland biotech firm. 
targeted the computer network of a Massachusetts biotech firm and a California company researching antiviral drugs to treat COVID-19. These breaches could potentially slow down critical research. Companies have to make sure that data hasn't been manipulated or altered in a way that could then jeopardize a vaccine and even put lives in danger. But the FBI says it is all part of a worrisome pattern. They currently open new investigations into Chinese activity every 10 hours. China steals intellectual property and research which bolsters its economy. And then they use that illicit gain as a weapon to silence any country that would dare challenge their illegal actions. But tonight, in response to the allegations made by U.S. officials, China says that it doesn't need to steal. It does its own research. Dora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. Tonight, investigators say the man who allegedly targeted a federal judge in New Jersey is the prime suspect in a California murder eight days ago. And officials say the gun used in the suspect's suicide was the same gun in the attack that killed Judge Esther Salas's son and seriously injured her husband. Here's CBS's Meg Oliver. Tonight, authorities believe the killer was Roy Denhollander. Sources say he posed as a FedEx delivery man and opened fire in broad daylight at the front door of New Jersey federal judge Esther Salis. Denhollander was found dead in a car from a self-inflicted gunshot wound a day later. In the car, they found a package addressed to Judge Salas, an address and photo of New York State Chief Judge Janet DeFiore, and documents connecting Den Hollander to a California killing. Investigators believe the gun recovered where he died matches not only the one used in the New Jersey murder, but is now being tested to see if it was used in the California shooting. In another murder eight days earlier in San Bernardino, a gunman also posed as a delivery man, shot and killed attorney Mark Angelucci, who was part of the National Coalition for Men. None of us in the movement, none of his friends ever anticipated ever happening. And when I got the call, it was devastating. Dan Hollander was also part of the anti-feminist coalition, but was kicked out. you got to understand, Ladies' Nights is violating a fundamental How? right. It's a self-described anti-feminist, right. Den Hollander had a case before Salas in New Jersey, and in a book he wrote called her a lazy and incompetent Latina judge appointed by Obama. His often racist and misogynistic posts caught the attention of the Colbert Report in 2011. I'm going to fight the feminists until my last dollar. Den Hollander once told the New York Times, his anti-feminism stemmed from his bitter divorce from a woman he married in Russia. Salas' husband underwent multiple surgeries and is recovering in the hospital. Today, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced extra security will be provided for that other federal judge whose picture was found in the car. Meantime, sources tell us Den Hollander had apparently been diagnosed with terminal cancer. Nora. Meg Oliver, with all that new reporting tonight, thank you. Tonight, the mayors of several big cities, including New York and Chicago, are warning the president not to send federal officers to patrol their streets. The mayors are alarmed by the ongoing violence in Portland, Oregon, where protesters have battled for weeks with police and officers from the Department of Homeland Security. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. Round after round of cheer games and rubber bullets fired into the crowd by federal agents is becoming a nightly routine. This unnamed protester says he collected some of the spent ammunition. What was it like when they all came out there? War, literal war. Except you can't fire back on your enemy. 
Portland's federal courthouse has been attacked repeatedly, and today the Department of Homeland Security said they have to protect it. They are not military. They are civilian police officers. These police officers are not stormtroopers. They are not the Gestapo, as some have described them. Mayors from six cities have written the Trump administration demanding the president take immediate action to withdraw your forces. We're not going to have tyranny in the city of Chicago. Today, Defense Secretary Mark Esper raised concerns about the officers' military-style fatigues. And Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon is calling for an investigation. He says federal agents' actions may be unconstitutional. We're also going to take steps to try to legislate a way to rein in these um, federal abuses. Among those tear-gassed, ER doctor Sharon Myron, who's also a county commissioner. What the Trump administration calls anarchy, sort of what we call democracy. Well, this is the federal courthouse that officers say they're here to protect. And there is damage right across the street is where protesters are staged. And they say they'll be back again tonight. Nora? Carter Evans, thank you. Pandemic began, some hoped that the coronavirus would weaken in the summer heat. Instead, cases have skyrocketed in the hottest parts of the country. Now, mounting evidence suggests that air conditioning may be partly to blame. CBS's Adriana Diaz reports. Sweltering temperatures may be contributing to the virus's spread. Data shows that states with higher air conditioning use also tend to have higher COVID rates, says Harvard professor Edward Nardell. The main problem is that because of the extreme heat in the South, People are indoors now and unable to social distance as much and rebreathing the same air that was just exhaled by someone else. He says about 80 percent of an AC's air is recirculated. A study of a restaurant in China shows how on one night, COVID particles from one person spread to nine others, some more than six feet away, likely due to the airflow from the AC system. That's why ventilation is top of mind for Michelle Fire, who owns this Chicago restaurant, Tweet. How worried were you about COVID spreading indoors? Not how worried was I, how worried am I? We need to have people have faith to come inside and sit inside if we're to stay in business. To do that, she spent $7,000 on three of these air purifiers, which claim to be effective against bacteria and viruses. Anything to keep the air as clean as possible. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Chicago. Tonight, Alyssa Nacken is in a league of her own, making history on the baseball diamond in a success story about women in professional sports. First woman ever to be a coach at the big league level. A changeup for Major League Baseball. In the top of the seventh, Giants assistant coach Alyssa Nacken took her place next to first base. And with that, she became the first woman in the league's 151-year history to coach on the field. She's no stranger to first base. As a star softball player at Sacramento State, Nacken played first base herself. At 30 years old, Nacken feels a great sense of responsibility to serve as an example for girls who want to be involved in professional sports. She hopes other women coaches in all leagues will join the lineup. And with a woman on the field for the first time, the Giants won. Just saying. We hope you'll join us for tomorrow's CBS Evening News because we'll speak with billionaire and Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates on COVID vaccines, treatments, and how to safely reopen schools. 
And remember, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.